we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The Bible teaches us to cast our cares on God because he what? Because he cares for us. So he cares for us. We should cast our cares on him. How do we do this? That's the big question. How do we do this? First Peter five and seven, casting all your cares upon him. Casting how many? How much is all? All your cares, all of them upon him for what? He cares for you. That means he should have 100% of your cares. Things you worry about, things that are issues, things that are put on you, you need to give it to him. Amen? Casting your cares on God is really trusting him to see you through times of despair. Amen? So if you don't have faith in him, especially faith enough to read his word and understand his word, then you can't really cast your cares on him because you don't trust him enough because you don't know him well enough. You don't trust people you don't know. You're not going to walk into the mall and hand somebody your wallet and say, hold this for me, bro, while I go in here. You don't trust people you don't know. Right? So if you don't know God well, you're not going to trust him. You can come in here and sing about it. Yeah, you can talk about it to your saved friends. But when you get around the unsaved friends, you really don't have any godly advice to give them because you don't really trust God. Because you don't know him. You can't trust folks you don't know. Amen? Including God. You have to know him. When we feel we cannot go on or when circumstances get tough, we must what? We must what? I look at it like making deposits. When things are going good, that's the time to make deposits into the bank account. So you can draw it out when things are going bad. And I'm not talking about cash. I'm talking about getting to know God in the good times. So when the bad times come, you have credit with him. Amen. When things are going good, you don't say nothing to them. Oh, but when things go awry, you speaking in all kinds of languages and interpreting it yourself. Yes, you are. You, you, you just, oh, he becomes very important. Well, the best thing to do is to take those good times and get to know him during the good times. That's the best time to know him anyway. Thank him for the good times. Read his word during the good times. So when things go bad, you have resource. Amen. Nahum 1 and 7. The Lord is good. A stronghold in what? The day of trouble. And he knoweth them that what? Just flip this. He's a stronghold when? In the day of trouble. And he what? Okay. So if he knows them that trust him, he's a stronghold for them. That means that those that know him, he's going to step up and protect. Right? Oh, but if you don't know him, you in trouble. Amen? So we want to make sure we get to know him during the good times. So when bad times happen, we have a relationship. We cannot waver in faith. Hey, man, we have a relationship. Now, understand that the relationship with God is contingent upon your religion 
Okay, so there is no relationship without religion. Right? There is none. So stop trying, stop listening to folks that say, no, it ain't about religion. It's about relationship. How are you going to get to know him without religion? Religion is the process of getting to know him by doing what he said. Religion is being obedient to what his word says. That's the religion. The religion is his truth and you line up with his truth. That's how you get the relationship. Amen. Ever had a good relationship with somebody that you keep disobeying and making mad all the time? No, that's not a good relationship. I don't do nothing they say. Oh no, I don't, I don't listen to nothing they say. So how's your relationship? It ain't about it ain't about me doing what they say. It's about the relationship. What? How you have a? Re- that's what they want to do. Throw the Bible out. And just have a good relationship with God. How do you even know who he is without his word? His religion tells you who he is. Amen. Amen. Y'all believe that, right? I know Hebrew Israelites in here, is it? Okay, no Kurt Franklin fans. Good gracious. I lost my religion uh, when that album came out. You crazy. You followed a record. You change your life because of some music. That means you just didn't have much to begin with. We do not judge things by their appearance. Oh, no, no. We cannot waver in faith because of the way things appear. We do not judge things by their appearance. But we must believe that God can what? Make a way, no matter how bad the situations look. We must have faith to see troubles as resolved before we ever see it resolved. So this is the kind of faith you get when you know him, right? Right. This is what a father does in the home. And this is why the example of the father is so important. Because in the home, when things go bad, the children should be able to still play with their toys. Dude, knocked on the door and asked for the mortgage and, and the kids in there making uh, airplanes out of the late notices. because they don't care because they know daddy's going he's going to work it out this is a temporary setback daddy's going to fix it well that's how we need to be with God we need to have faith that God is going to resolve it and we don't judge things by appearance amen amen we don't judge things by appearance. So if we're going to really, truly trust him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, then that means we got to take our eyes off it and trust him. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith and not by what? Not by what? Sight. Things can look bad, but look at somebody and say, God is in control. And see, we say this stuff in church. God is in control. God's got it, baby. Just put your trust in him. But you better know him. I can't stress the knowing him enough. You better know him. Or you'll be trusted in the wrong thing. Oh, this is good right here. The wrong voices. Many times our cares are heavier than they should be because we are carrying the weights of sinners. You're carrying the weight of sinners folks that are struggling because they won't live right they're struggling because they won't live right 
and they're heaping all of that weight on you and you worried about them using all your energy to intercede for them. You don't even have time to go in there and hug your husband because you ain't on your knees going in for a sinner. Somebody that don't want to do right. Yeah, you're carrying the weight of sinners. The enemy places certain people in our lives to keep us bogged down with their cares so our worries and stressors are multiplied. Devil wants you at your breaking point. But if you sit down and write down everything that's about to make you break, I guarantee you there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that the devil put in there. People he put in your life to weigh you down. You worried about somebody that ain't even worried. You worrying more than someone that ain't even worrying about it. You hang up the phone with them. They running. They're running to the sin. They didn't hear anything you said. And you just preaching the sermon and oh God can and this and that. And God, I know. I know. I thank you for being there. I just needed to talk to somebody. What you need to talk to somebody for if you ain't going to do nothing? You hung up the phone and went right back. Just revert it. And they praying and interceding for you and you don't even care about yourself. Bogged down by people like that. Proverbs 22 and 10. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yet strife and reproach shall cease. So basically, get rid of them. Can I keep preaching? Get them out your life. Oh, but I'm here. I'm trying to help them. You did that. You did that. And it didn't work. You keep company with sinners, you're going to weigh yourself down. Oh, so we supposed to just avoid all the sinners and just... Did I say that? I didn't say that. But you don't carry their weight. Because their weight is based on their sin. Man, won't you choose God? You're going to choose God? Well, I'm sorry. I mean, that's all we have to talk about. Amen. You trying to be Dr. Phil to him and see, man, if here's what I now If you just get a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle and write pro and con, and then you get the right. Are they saved? Get a sheet of paper right down. Saved? Yes or no? And circle one. You circle, no, I'm done, bro. I'm done. Cast out the scorner. Contention shall go away. Your blood pressure might drop. Family too. Now, you don't cast family. Let me. What? I'm going to go put my mama out tonight. How you going to put her out in her name on everything? Can't put her out. Using her credit. Folk move their mama in to use her credit. She ain't going to need it. Now, you don't cast your mama out. You cast out some of them conversations you having with her, though. Amen? Let her tell you. Let her talk to you. Whatever, whatever. Yes, ma'am. Be respectful. Yes, ma'am. And then when she finished, you know, you got to make a decision for your family. If you're married, you got to do what your husband said. Uh-oh. He supersedes Mama. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become what? One flesh. You listen and you respect, but amen. It's your house. All right. Yeah. But you be careful with that and quit letting folks change your mind on everything. The wrong voices will put weights on you. 
You had your mind all set to do what you knew God wanted you to do, and the wrong voices came. Problems from friends and family that are not following God's plan for their own lives will always add to your distress. They're not following God. So you can't let that, you can't take that to bed with you. Amen. You and your wife ain't made whoopee because you done carried somebody's stress into the bed. Yes, I said it like that. There's kids in here. Amen. You can't get a hug because you carrying, wait, man, my sister, man. I just, man, I just think I'm trying, man. My sister, she just won't act right. Dude, it's 1 a.m. Why are you thinking about your sister? Get in that bedroom, boy. Handle your business. And forget everybody. Amen. Amen. But what you worried about that for? You better worry about your own family. Keeping your man and your happy, keeping your woman happy. That's your first priority. You up just thinking, just thinking, oh man, what am I going to do for them? What are you going to do for you? This folks not married right now because they got everybody's issues on their heart. You in your 30s, man, and ain't found a woman because you worried about kin, your kin folks. You better open your heart up and get you a woman. Amen. I mean to go in on the single men again, but y'all some jive turkeys up in here done been in here through all these sermons and still have no woman. I'm worried about you and your sexual orientation. If you can't get a woman, something is going on. Oh, I don't care. Walking around here thinking you the Mac. You better find you a woman. What man can't find a woman? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Leave. I had a dude left the church. Oh, I won't be coming back. Don't come back. You're too old to be in here anyway, single. And go to a church where you can walk around and strut your stuff. You can't do that in here. The enemy wants them, friends and, fa- friends and family, to cast their cares on you so you will have cares and woes even when you're settled. I don't understand people that bring dysfunction into their own functional situation. You and your wife doing very well. Oh, but we're going to adopt our little nephew that didn't been raised by wolves. We're going we gonna, to we gonna let him come stay with us for a little while. You just got everything right in your home. You have children. Your children need the opportunity to grow up without the dysfunction you grew up with. And you finna bring the Tasmanian devil into the house? Your little nephew Taz, that's his nickname. He just... (laughs) You can't even whip him. You can't catch him. That boy is terrible. I mean, he don't have nowhere else to go. Boy, you better let him spin on somewhere else. Watch your children. Your children, you get one shot with your children. One shot. You gonna jeopardize that? That's your home. Oh, I don't care. I'm gonna preach this. See, cause I'm gonna tell you something. Some folks, some folks, good is too good to be true. 
They sabotage their own situation because things just going too good. How you, you might, oh, uh, what? I mean, it's just going real good. Uh, what's wrong with that? I mean, man, I mean, it ain't never went this good before. And then subconsciously, you, you thinking of something to do so you can jack it up because that's what you used to. Man, I just preached in here. You used to it. So you go out and jack a good situation up. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody in ABC today. Amen. Somebody had Taz on the phone on the way to church. He got his stuff packed. The, the enemy wants them to cast. They want family and just situations and friends to cast their cares on you. So that even when you get yourself together, you still don't have peace. Job 8 and 20. Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man. Neither will he help the evildoers. God is not going to help who? So why are you doing it? Why are you the savior of the evildoers? Folk that don't want to be saved? People that aren't following God's plan can gravely affect your life. Many times our worry, stress, oh, our worry, stress, and discontentment can be traced back to a voice in our lives that didn't belong. A voice that didn't belong. Somebody you talking to. Making you discontent with your life. Someone that does not belong in your life. You got issues. Worry and stress. Because the wrong voice is in your ear. Psalms 1 and 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in what? Nor standeth in the way. Hanging around sinners. Nor sitteth in the what? Blessed is the man. So that means a man that walks in the counsel of the ungodly folks is not blessed. The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens. People quote this scripture, but never consider who the one another is referring to. Uh-oh. Bearing one another's burdens. Paul is referring to the ecclesia or the body of believers. We help believers out, but we don't bear the burdens of sinners because their burden is too heavy. Galatians 6 and 2, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Ye one another. One another is the folks, God's people. So you bear with ye one another's, but you got to remember one another are the folks that believe. They don't believe you have nothing else to tell them other than you need to believe. Oh, I need to get them the whole truth behind hip hop series and sit them down. No, they have to believe first. You're not going to help them with videos that are created for believers. They need the message of the cross. They need to believe in the power. You're not ministering about the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus to sinners. Then you're not ministering to sinners. That's the only thing you can tell them. You can't give them positive thoughts because they're going to accredit them to something that's false. Uh-oh. I can preach in here. That's okay. I don't need no amens. You can't just yell out a bunch of positive thoughts and sayings and you quoting Gandhi and, uh, and Mandela. Oh, yes, I'm going to take this nugget. Yes, yes, he said that. Oh, if the person that doesn't sleep late gets, gets the job. 
that's your ministry to the sinner. No. The sinner needs to know who Jesus is or they're going to go to hell. And then the blood will be credited to you because you neglected to tell them the truth. It's okay. Yeah, that dude tell me a couple of weeks ago, yeah, brother, see, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't say Jesus in what I'm doing. I just say the light. And I just call him the light. But the people that, the light, the Bible says that Satan can transform himself into what? Think it not strange that his ministers can transform themselves into what? Ministers of righteousness. So that means I need to say who the light is. Because it could either be Jesus or it could be the devil. Galatians 6 and 2, bear you one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. When people aren't following God's plan or obeying his word, their burdens and cares are usually what? If you're not, if you're not following God's plan, it's going to be more than you can bear. Hey, that's why I preach creation roles in here. Creation role is the balance. Oh, here I go. Here I go. Man, I don't care. Here I go. The woman can only handle so much. When she goes outside of her role, she puts more on her than she can bear. Her body reacts, breaks down, causes issues. Bottom line. First Peter 4 and 17. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? God wants us to help those in need with his instruction and what? His answers. That's all. Help those in need with his instruction, his answers. How are you going to help him with his instruction, his answers, and you ain't following him? We cannot bear the burden of those that do not obey or follow God. If they are not obedient to God, then their burdens will be what? If they are not obedient to God, their burdens will be what? Too heavy. Too heavy. Proverbs 9 and 6. Or 9 and, what is it? 6. Forsake the foolish. And what? Ooh, that means if you don't forsake the foolish... You're going to die. He said, forsake the foolish and live. And go in the way of what? Summary. An evildoer is simply a person that does not do the will of God. We hear evildoer. Oh, that's, that's somebody that's carrying a bloody axe with hair on it. Why we think when we hear evil, we think of a witch on a broom. Some goblins and some ghouls. When we hear evil, evil doer, ooh, that means he's going to kill somebody. No. An evil doer is somebody that just ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Casting our cares on God requires us to be in his will and follow his what? That's how you cast your cares on him. You're in his will. You're following his plan. So you can just give him the extra. When we seek his way, we can find what? Peace in knowing that no matter what comes our way, it will work itself out. So if you're in the plan of God, trials and tribulations are going to come, but you can just give those to him. 
because you're in his plan. You can repeat back to God and say, God, no, you said if I do it your way that you would be with me. I need you here. Anybody ever have to pray that prayer? Yes, sir. I have to go to God. I said, God, I, I, I line my family. I got, I got things in the order you said. I need you. Amen. He looks and says, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, here I come. You know, he don't, he don't have any of our time. He, he don't know our time. He, God doesn't, he, he doesn't tell time. Time is of our realm. He ain't thinking about you and your Apple Watch. No, he's not. May not come when you want, but right no, sometimes he's not. No, sometimes he's not on time because he don't care about your time. Sometimes he want to teach you a lesson and he make you go past the time. So you don't do that again. He will never put more on us than we can bear. So it will work out in the end. But if you put more on you than you can bear, it may not. You may die early. Can I say that again? If you go outside of God's plan for your life and put more on yourself than you can bear, you may die early. But if we do it God's way, he said he would never do that. Amen. Why do you have anxiety? Depression? Why are you taking pills for that stuff? Anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. That stuff comes when you are out of God's plan. See, the wonderful thing about the word, the way the word keeps you from getting on meds like that and doing those pharmacia things that I talked about in the video, the way the word does it is when you can open up the word and find yourself. If you can't find what you're doing in there, you're going to have a hard time living with what you're doing. And you're going to keep evolving and changing. You're going to start out one thing. You're going to end up something else. Because you can't find an example of yourself doing what you're doing. If you're a man, you should look, open the Bible. You find men in there providing for their family, taking care of their family, protecting their family, preaching to their families, getting blessed because they're preaching to their family. Remember Abraham? God said the blessing wasn't even going to come to him until he got his family. You find examples of that. It's encouraging. Man, I'm on the right track. So you ain't going to have the heart palpitations. Because you're doing something that you can't find an example of. Oh, I know I'm preaching in here. Yes, you have to open up the word and find yourself. Oh, but I'm an electrician. Ain't no electrician. That ain't what I'm talking about. You crazy. Your behavior. Your home should reflect what the Bible says. That calms your nerves. That gives you encouragement, gives you strength, gives you peace. Because the Bible agrees. When the Bible agrees, your body will agree. Since you were made by the one that made the Bible. Oh, this is so good. If we follow God's plan and stay on course... Then our cares will be accepted and what? Settled by him. God settled my cares. This week he settled them because he told me, quit worrying about folks that don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. They're not thinking about you like that. That's what he told me. When, when, you, when you up at night 
They are hibernating, snoring loud enough for other folks on the block to hear them because they ain't thinking about you. Don't worry about folks that don't want to do it. First Peter 4 and 15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer, but this is the one, or as a what? Folks are discontent because they seeing what other folks have on reality TV and they want it. That's a busybody. You're suffering. Your husband, you hate your husband because he can't get you what the Kardashians got. You hate your wife because she don't look like one of them. Busybody and other folks comparing yourself to what other folks have, talking about what other folks have, always interested in what other people that's you're suffering as a busybody. Your heart beating fast, you got heart palpitations, you got racing thoughts, thinking about what other folks are doing. Busybody in other men's matters. Don't suffer like a sinner, don't take on what sinners take on. Don't try to carry a load that's too heavy. Let it go. Function like God created you to function and you will have peace. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.